0: This episode was sponsored by Girls Can Crate, a subscription box inspiring girls to believe that they can be and do anything. Real women make the best heroes, and every month they deliver them to your front door. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Katie. Let's say you only had two choices in life. Mm. Either you live a life of grueling hard work and suffering, or you have to live a life of extreme social isolation and boredom. Oh, man. Which one would you choose? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's oh. interesting to consider. Um, there's no other options. I can't choose something else. <laughs> well, lucky for you, We can choose neither in the modern world. But in 18th century Greece, these were the only two paths available to women. Mm. And back then, women couldn't choose one or the other. Poor women lived the life of grueling work and suffering. Mm. And wealthy women lived in extreme social isolation and loneliness. Mm. No women regardless of their status, rich and poor, had any education whatsoever. Wow. And today I'm going to tell you about one woman who changed all of that forever. Yay! But Greece, as we know it, didn't actually exist yet. At this point in time, everything on and around the Aegean was part of the Ottoman Empire. Mmm, that's turkey, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's... Now Turkey, but it used to be massive Middle Eastern empire, Mm. wealthy, powerful, uh, at one point probably the most powerful empire on earth, Mm. and like any massive empire, it crushed its fair share of uprisings here and there. Mm. Its capital, Constantinople, now Istanbul. It's actually my favorite city in the world. Wow. I love it. And back then, as today, it spanned two continents, and it was stunning and elegant and an icon of the Ottoman state. Hmm. Picture the Blue Mosque sitting regally across this great square from the Hagia Sophia, the most incredible medieval dome. Hmm. Markets are bustling. Ships on the Bosphorus sail in and out. They're carrying goods from all over the world. Music is sounding out from the streets and from the minarets. But we're not staying here. Oh, man. Because there are darker corners of Constantinople and our story begins there, Mm. in prison. Oh in a dark and horrible place that modern Westerners probably can't really even imagine. And in this terrible place, a mother is giving birth. (sighs) May 11th, 1771. This woman is there because her husband is imprisoned and she has ventured miles and miles to visit him. Her husband participated in one of those uprisings I mentioned, and he's paying the ultimate price. The conditions in the prison are so bad, though, that his suffering won't last long. No. He holds out long enough to meet his new child, and then dies shortly after. The baby was a girl, a common nobody, born in a prison, Fatherless and fortuneless, but she would go on to dedicate her life to liberation. Liberation not just for herself or for Greece, but for women everywhere. Yay! So we are going to love her. <laughs> <laughs> Against all odds, she made a fortune. She used it to build ships and she sailed the seas in command of a fleet that would take on the Ottoman Empire's most impregnable strongholds. What? (laughs) She was braver and stronger and more daring than them all. In fact, today in Greece, her very name has come to mean strong woman. Wow. Bouboulina, the Greek freedom fighter, and until very recently, the only female admiral in the history of the world. Whoa. I'm Katie Nelson and I'm Olivia Mickle and this is what's her name. Fascinating women you've never heard of. So, while I was in Greece, we've already established, I went there to teach study abroad. Yeah. I met a woman, mostly by coincidence, who was on her way back home to the island of Mhm.
1: My name is Vasiliki Opsimouli. I'm from Ligurio of Argolida in Greece. Uh, I'm from Spetsis, so I know the story of this brave woman very well.
0: She told me about how Spetsis was known as Bubulina's Island. Hmm. And she just mentioned how the legacy of Bubulina is still powerful today. And I was like, who? What woman? Who is this woman? And I was literally in my swimming suit, ready to head out to snorkel over a sunken city. But I had to grab my recording equipment and hear this story. Totally took her off guard because I had never heard of Bubulina. And her story is so incredible. And she is legendary in Greece. Exactly. Her story is also in the school books. And here I had this woman from
1: Spetsis. Yeah. As I'm from Spetses I know a little bit more details than the than the school books right
0: Vasiliki Opsumuli worked as a guide at Bubulina's historic house hmm. before she left the island of Spetses and in fact the owners of the museum say she was the best ever and every year they try to get her to come back <laughs> <laughs> So this is my first interview conducted in my swimming suit <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at a table outside my hotel in Epidaurus. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but I just had to get this story.
1: Her name was Lascarina Bubulina. Lascarina was the first name, and Bubulina her second name, the surname. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Greek, Bubulina means the wife of Bubulis. Bubulis was the surname of her second husband. So Bubulina means the wife of Bubulis.
0: Lascarina Bubulina is a legendary national hero in Greece. Before the introduction of the euro, she was on the one drachma coin and the 50 drachma note. Wow. There's a statue of her in Spetsis, and her house is a museum.
1: It's a very interesting museum that there is a guided tour for everybody. So, of course, there you can learn more details about her story and her actions.
0: But... Surprise, surprise. There are very few written records about her. (laughs) Her story was recorded in folk tales and folk songs and legends and stories preserved by the people of Greece and by her own descendants. Hmm. So Bubulina's great-grandson describes her as, quote, dark in coloring and with a regal stature and untamed character. Hmm. So I like her already. Yeah. The first time we really see her is at age 17, when she marries for the first time. And this isn't surprising that this is considered the first important event in her life, because at the time, women in Greece were not their own persons. Right. They were married off by their families, sometimes as young as 12. And Mm. they weren't consulted, nor were their preferences taken into account. This is just a family transaction. And they serve their husband's household. Mm. This is the way things had been for centuries.
1: And then Bubulina had four children from that marriage. Her husband, he was uh, a captain, and he, was, he died uh, to the sea uh, from the um, pirates. Oh. That was the, the danger of the sea in those days.
0: He was killed by pirates, leaving her widowed, but with some significant property. <laughs> she marries another sea captain.
1: A second marriage, when she was 30 years old, uh, and then she's doing three children. Uh, with uh, her second husband. Totally, she had seven children.
0: Until he, too, is killed by pirates at sea. (laughs) It's a dangerous job, apparently. Apparently, yeah.
1: So she's windowed when she was 37.
0: So it's 1811 by this point. She's twice widowed, seven kids, and quite a lot of wealth.
1: She was windowed with a great fortune because both her husbands were very rich captains on spices.
0: She herself has a great love of the sea. So this time around, she didn't remarry. She took her husband's fortunes. She invested them wisely. And she bought her own fleet of merchant ships. She takes to the seas herself.
1: In those days, the merchant city, it was a very wealthy occupation, mm. because the Greek, even though they was under the Turk's rule, they had the, the, the permission to do um, mercen. So it was a very wealthy family.
0: But as she gets richer, the Ottoman Empire takes notice. Mm. Who is this woman? Who let her off her leash? What does she think she's doing? (laughs) And they dig into her history and discover that her second husband had once sided with Russia against the Ottoman government. Oh. And so they confiscate all her property. But Bubulina has already cultivated that untamed character. (laughs) So she traveled to Constantinople, the city of her birth, the city Mm. of her father's death, Right. To plead her case. She must have known that her own imprisonment was a very real possibility. And Ugh. that, you know, if that happened, death would inevitably follow. Ugh. But she went anyway. Hmm. Bureaucrats and officials were never going to listen to her. Right. So who did she go to? Well, You need a man. You don't need a man. <gasps> Actually, possibly the most powerful person in the emperor's court was his mother. (laughs) In the Ottoman Empire, the mother of the emperor was always a powerful, powerful figure. Wow, It was pretty incredible. Like, the emperor, he has this massive harem. But... The mother of the emperor is the one who chooses who he's going to sleep with every night. <laughs> it's, it's an odd, odd world where she basically micromanages his life. And wow. Bubulina sees her chance. The mother of the emperor, she will understand. She is a powerful woman in a man's world. Mm. And she won her over. <laughs> <laughs> the mother reprimanded her son for mistreating this poor, innocent Bubulina. <laughs> And Bubulina returned home, all her property intact. Wow. (laughs) Legend says that when Bubulina asked how she could repay the emperor's mother, Hmm. the mother replied that in the future she should pay it forward, so to speak. Hmm. Soon Bubulina would become an icon the vanguard of the Greek war for independence from the Ottomans, <laughs> but she never forgot what the emperor's mother did for her, and she did find a chance to repay the debt. Hmm. So here's how it all happened. Upon returning home, Bubilino was not messing around. She took (laughs) go big or go home to the next level. (laughs) Or I guess it was more like go big and go home. Go (laughs) home and go big. That's what she did. (laughs) She took her reclaimed fortune and she built a ship, not just any ship, an 18-gun corvette fit for war. Hmm. Picture a giant hole, lots of sails, 18 cannons sticking out of the side. This is a massive warship, and she named it the Agamemnon. (laughs) I mean, most men name their boats after women. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. And she, a she-captain, she names her boat after a Mm -hmm. dude. And I love the symbolism here of Agamemnon. Do you know your Greek mythology? I'm trying to remember Agamemnon. He's the great Greek hero who led the invasion of Troy. Oh, right, right, right. Who said he launched a thousand ships to take down their rivals to the east. So she's drawing clear parallels here. The great Greek hero who sails across the Aegean to take down their rival to the east, Hmm. um, which at this point is the Ottoman Empire. Right. But also, if you know your Iliad, then you might remember what happened to Agamemnon. (laughs) Uh, Right. his, His wife, upon victorious return, his wife discovers that he sacrificed their daughter for this victory. Yes. And murders him in the bathtub. Murders him in the bathtub with a double-headed axe. Yeah. And so she is also recalling that story somewhat by naming mm. her ship the Agamemnon. She's a bit terrifying. Yeah. And I bet she knows it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
1: And then Bubulina began to have relations with other people who wanted to begin the uprising against the Turks.
0: So, step one, acquire massive warship, name it Agamemnon. Step two, stockpile supplies. She has got plans. She's smuggling munitions in her ships. She's stashing them in secret hideaways in her own house. <laughs> then she goes on to raise her own private navy, <laughs> made up entirely of men from the island of Spetsis. Huh. She calls them collectively her brave young lads. Mm. She personally, with her own fortune, she paid their salaries, she supplied them with weapons, she feeds them. Wow.
1: And she gave all her fortune, she gave all her money, all her ships, everything, for the, for the war.
0: And then, she was ready. The first flag of the Greek Revolution was raised by Lascarina Bouboulina on mm. the mast of the Agamemnon.
1: Rubulina had her own flag that she had on her fleet uh, with a two-headed eagle. And she had this flag on her ships. It was uh, the uprising uh, flag against the Turks in uh, the colors of blue and red. Blue symbolized uh, the sea, and the red symbolized the blood of the warriors.
0: She raised the flag, and she saluted it with cannon fire. (laughs) And on April 3rd, 1821, she led a fleet of ships, her own personal navy, plus (laughs) others from Spetsis, and together they sailed toward Nafplio, a fortified coastal city that was an Ottoman stronghold. Wow.
1: So Bobulina was one of the first to the uprising against the Turks. The great thing is that is that she was a woman, a lady, in those days. That if we think that even today the role of women in some countries is a little bit uh, lower than the the, the men, mm-hmm. uh, how about in 1821, 200 years before, for a woman to be the first to the uprising against the enemies? even today, is an example for brave and tough women. If uh, a lady is, uh, has this character, we say, ah, she's like Bubulina, even today.
0: And now let's pause for a word from our sponsor. Girls Can Crate is an awesome subscription box that introduces girls age 5 to 10 to real, fearless women who made the world better. Every crate features an inspiring woman, a 28-page activity book, plus everything you would need to complete two or three hands-on STEM activities and more. And if you're on a budget, they have mini crates, too. Real women make the best heroes, and every month, Girls Can Crate delivers them. For What's Her Name podcast listeners, we have a special discount code for you. You'll get 20% off your first month's crate, any subscription that you order. GirlsCanCrate, C-R-A-T-E, dot com and use the code HERNAME to get 20% off.
1: She was very brave. She didn't fear the Turks. And she was the one who gave courage to her men. And her men are trying to hide and thinking about going back. But she she's straight and she's signing yeah. to Nafcleo, to the castle. She was fighting. And that's why she's a, a brave woman.
0: There's a painting of this moment. It's awesome. We'll post it on our website. Mm. Y- you see Bubalina on her ship standing amid the turbulent skies, and she's holding her sword and looking fearlessly ahead. This has become the icon of the spirit of Bubulina. Fearless, driven, ready, leading the fearful men toward their destiny. What's amazing about this painting to me is that if you put it side by side with our famous American painting of George Washington crossing (laughs) the Delaware, that's what I was just going to say. It sounds like that. Yes, it is exactly that. They're so similar, it's wow. not a coincidence. It's obvious one huh. is modeled on the other. I mean, the George Washington one wasn't until 1850. Um, they don't know who painted the Bubulina painting, but wow, uh, it's, it is fascinating. Huh. And the Greek Revolution was clearly influenced by the American Revolution. Hmm. It was just one of the many dominoes that fell as a result of this movement to hmm. establish liberty all across the world. The Greek national anthem is called the Hymn to Liberty. Hmm. So they're they're deeply deeply connected. Yeah. They
1: had to take the Nafplio back from the Turks because it was a very well um, fortified area due to the castles, as it has the the castle Palamidi into the hill and the castle Burzi, and Nafplio in those days was impossible to take Nafplio back from the sea, as Bubulina came with her ships to take Nafplio back.
0: How crazy is it to attempt to take a massively fortified cliffside castle from the sea. Pretty crazy, it seems (laughs) like. it turns out it's pretty crazy. (laughs) The Ottoman castle at Nafplio had 300 cannon, and they used them. But the ad hoc navy they held out. The men tried to turn around. But Bubulina (laughs) refused to allow a retreat. (laughs) And this bold stand at Nafplio, which turned into a land siege also, showed the world that the Greeks were serious. Bubulina's first invasion Hmm. was so surprising and impressive to other countries around the world. It showed they were capable and Russia supported the Greeks against its old nemesis, the Ottomans. Mm. Help came from Europe and the war was on. Wow.
1: And she was here for 10 months. It was one of the most difficult places to take back. Wow. That's why Nafplio became the first capital of Greece when the Greece was uh, free.
0: Battles raged across the Greek mainland and across the Aegean. Land battles, sea battles. And this was not pretty. The Greek War of Independence is famous now for the brutality that was enacted on both sides. Mm. Horrific massacres, mm. rape, slaughter, retribution, so much hate. Mm. And remember what it was to be a woman at this time period in Greece? You're a pawn. You're just simply an appendage of your man with no education, zero rights. Mm. And with the war at their doorstep and the brutal fighting from town to town, Greek women had to make some unimaginable choices.
1: Mm.
0: They had heard what would be their fate if their town was taken by the enemy a fate worse than death, they thought. Hmm. And so, multiple locations in Greece are today famous because when all was lost, Greek women committed suicide by the thousands rather than submit to the enemy. But they also fought alongside armies mostly by chucking rocks Hmm. and fighting with sickles and scythes. Some women worked as spies, exploiting Hmm. the sexism of the day, you know, which I love.
1: The sexism
0: that blinded men to the possibility that women could be doing anything clever at all. (laughs) And some women even dressed as men in order to travel with and fight alongside the men. Hmm. So the fierce spirit of Greek women was there, in the ways that it was allowed to manifest. But this is what makes Bubulina even more remarkable. She is on a whole different plane. She is the commander of a fleet. She is a de facto general in the rebel army. And Mm. her opinion was as respected and heated as all the other male generals. She had a seat at the table and her voice was as loud and valued as everybody else. Wow. For a year and a half, she led her men into battle at sea and on land. On sea, she commanded the Agamemnon, the largest warship in the Greek Revolution. (laughs) And on land, it's said that she rode on a white stallion at the front of her men. Ah, of course she did. Awesome. They captured city after city, like Monomvasia, which today is so famous for its romantic castle. She Mm. took that castle from the Ottomans. Wow. Her older children joined her in the fight.
1: She lost two sons during the war because they were fighters against the Turks.
0: But still, she kept going. And she was at the Battle of Tripoli, which is famous for its brutality. Hmm. Tripoli was an Ottoman stronghold, mm. and after three days of battle, the Greeks took it with a ferocity that had been building and building over time. And when the Greeks unleashed their rage on the city, mm. 25,000 bodies lay dead in the streets. Oh. The Greeks headed toward the residence of the Pashim, that's the sort of Sultan of Tripoli, mm. to unleash hell. And mm. Bubalina was there too. It's said that she personally decapitated many, many men with her sword. <laughs> but when they entered the palace of the Pashim, she came face to face with his wife, mm. who begged her to save her life and the lives of all the other women in the harem. She remembered her promise to the emperor's mother mm. years ago, and she turned toward her own Greek troops and wielded her sword in defense of the women of the harem. Wow. <laughs> she saved every last woman in the palace, helped them escape to safety, and, and this act is one of the centerpieces of her legend. Mm. Finally, after a year and a half of fighting, Nafplio, the city she attacked to start it all, yeah. finally fell to the Greeks. <laughs> they took control of the city, and they named it their new capital, and demanded independence from the Ottoman Empire.
1: This uh, war officially, in the school books, says that is uh, started in 25th of march in 1821 and for today even today is a a national day
0: she moved into the city all the great leaders did she took a house and participated in the political negotiations of the formation of a new nation Mm. the political infighting escalated and escalated mm. different factions fought with each other over the direction of the new nation mm. and it got so bad that Bubulina was arrested two different times <sighs> until eventually she had to flee back to the island of Spetsis uh. She had nothing, and she was disillusioned with the politicians that she saw as self-interested schemers who were destroying what Greeks had fought and died for.
1: Mm. In 1825, meaning four years after the beginning of the War of Independence, Bubulina was totally poor, totally poor. She has no money. She has lost her children. She had lost everything.
0: Back in Spetsis, one of her sons showed up with his new wife. They had eloped... Mm. And this was strictly against the cultural codes of the day. Mm. The bride's family came looking for her.
1: They want to take their daughter back. It was afternoon, as it said. Bubulina goes there to see what's happening. Bubulina, she starts speaking very rude. (laughs) Uh, consulting the the father and the the other family of the daughter uh, because this the family of Kutsis, Kutsis is the name of this family, the Kutsis family did not want Boboulina's son to marry their daughter because it's a poor family even though it's a very Glorious family, they don't want it because they don't have money anymore. So Bobulina starts to insult them and they have an argument. And some of them, nobody knows who was, uh, takes off his uh, pistol and he shoots Bobulina. The bullet finds here at the hand, and that was the end of the female captain. Wow. Very unglorious.
0: <laughs> what? It's such a... That's the most anticlimactic ending ever. I know. (laughs) It is such a waste. Wow. When he heard the news of the ignoble end of Bubulina, the Mm -hmm. Russian Tsar, Alexander II, was moved to grant her the honor and recognition that she was denied in life because Mm -hmm. she was a woman. And he named her Rear Admiral of the Russian Navy. Wow! And until very recently, she was the only female admiral in the history of the world. Wow. The people have always remembered her and sung songs about her and written poems about her. And she is still held up as a proud example of the strength and courage and power of woman. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> at the film
1: Zorbas, at the film Zorbas with Anthony Quinn, there is a windowed woman, who Irini Papa, Irini Papa, a Greek actor, played this uh, role, and uh, she had a nickname as she was very brave, and her nickname was Bubulina. Ah. It, it's very well known, yeah. even today, I say, it, Yes. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: yes, for tough women.
0: And besides that incredible legacy, here's another thing she achieved. The new Greek government, once it worked its way through factional fighting and civil war, established for the first time in Greek history, public schools for girls. Yay! An enormous step for women. The first school was literally on the acropolis of athens <laughs> symbolically located where athena the goddess of wisdom dwelt right and this was as a direct result of the liberation that came from the revolution mm. a hundred years later bubulina's great granddaughter lila Karagianis, became another great hero in the Greek resistance. This Mm. time, it was against Nazi invasion. Right. She led a resistance organization called Bubulina. Hmm. Born in a prison, Lascarina Bubulina spent her life in pursuit of liberation. Mm. To me, it seems like she found liberation first at sea. You know, that freedom of the open waves, the endless horizon that sailors so often talk about. Yeah. But she also dedicated her life to the liberation of Greece from Ottoman rule. And maybe most of all, she showed Greece the power and value of a liberated woman Hmm. she didn't shout about the patriarchy she lived boldly and loudly in defiance of it Hmm. and by doing that she helped to liberate every greek woman who followed in her wake
1: Her story, I think it, it should be heard because for those days, this woman made amazing things.
0: <laughs> Do you think her story has created a culture among Greek women of being yes. strong and brave? Yes, yes. If you want to learn more about Lascarina Bubulina, head to our website, whatshernamepodcast.com. Special thanks to Vasiliki Opsimouli for bringing us the story of Bubulina. The music for this episode was generously shared by the eminent female composer, Evam Thearambouzika. You can find links to her many albums on our website. And we also featured an antique recording of famed Greek folk singer Marika Papagika, which you can also download for free on our website, whatshernamepodcast.com. Our theme song was composed and performed by Daniel Foster-Smith. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where we'll post lots of amazing images of Bubulina and pictures of her historic house, shared with us by the Bubulina Museum. We're so grateful for all of our sponsors. You can become one for as little as a buck a month and help make more episodes happen. Special shout-out to Debbie Farthing and Chantelle Oliver. Thanks for donating. Thank you for listening.